Hey y'all, Katie here with Mom Nation, and welcome to another episode of Our Love Story. We know being in a relationship is hard, so Diana Isel, Certified Couples Counselor, and I talk through different tips and tricks to help you navigate your relationship and get through everyday life. While you're here on your favorite podcast platform, please subscribe to our channel, or if you'd like to visit us on YouTube and watch the video, our handle is Mom Nation USA. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, Mom Nation? Good morning. We are back with another episode of Q&A with a Couples Counselor, Our Love Story. I am Real Estate Katie, and I have the wonderful, the fantastic, the beautiful Diana Eisel on with us. Hi. What's up, Diana? How are you? Doing awesome. Um, so real quick, totally off topic, but I have to tell you. So I was on somebody else's podcast earlier this week. And I'm, I'm so excited. That was so much fun because usually like I'm the one hosting them and I'm never on somebody else's. So it was a, just a whole different world for me. And I got to talk a bunch about Mom Nation and this particular interviewer brought up our show. So I was really excited that I got to talk about you and about the show and how awesome it is that I feel that it's awesome that we have been here for now almost two years providing insight and you know talking through these mental health issues that pertain to couples and marriages and you know togetherness that we've been able to do this for our community so thank you i love that it's awesome i love being a part of it yeah yeah me too so let's dive right into it um let's do it. guys if i i know you've probably seen one of these shows before i'm sure that you have been with us before what's up jamie jamie is on with us this morning thank you so much for watching um, so what we do is we either have a topic that we'll talk through that that pertains to, you know, couples, marriages, you know, all of the all of the stuff that's wrapped up in that. We know that's a lot. Or we'll choose um, typically an anonymous post in the group to talk through. And today we have an anonymous post uh, that we'd like to talk through. And it's going to take me a little while to read it. So I should probably get started. Um so I'll share the screen for those of you that are watching the video. And then for those of you who are just on the podcast, I will read it aloud. Um, so this anonymous member writes advice needed. My husband and I have been married for just over eight years. We have multiple kids and have been through a lot. Job loss, um, income fluctuations, running a business together, all kinds of things. We've always come out on the other side stronger. We've reached many goals that we would that would take 20 years and only five years. In May, my husband lost his job right after I got a new job in March. Then what started as a you're better at resume stuff and all the boards, etc. please help me, rapidly turned into if you want me to get a job, you need to help me, to I don't want to talk about job stuff, just tell me when my interviews are. So next thing I know, I'm applying to all these jobs, hand typing out all this resume stuff on all these websites. For months now, I applied for assistance with our bills, which took the pressure off for a few months, but now that deadline is rapidly approaching on October 1st, where the full financial weight is being added back on. I can't support us on my income, not by a long shot. Add in the expectation of all the wife roles like cooking every night, kids, animals, laundry, etc. I'm burnt out. I work from home overnight, and the newest thing is that I'm not dressing attractive enough and I'm never in the mood. I've communicated I'm overwhelmed, burnt out, and under crippling stress. 
doesn't put me in the mood because I get anxiety at night over all the stuff that didn't get done. All he ever wants to talk about is doing it 24-7. Follows me around the house, in the car, says I don't think he's a man, and I clearly only love him if he's making money. I try to explain it's not that, just that we are in a critical point and all my energies are in that right now. Now, now he has resorted to saying he will cheat if he doesn't get it when he wants it. We've discussed restarting our business, but that was literally a full time and then some job for me. I never got downtime. It caused fighting with us and I really don't want to do it again unless it's our only option. He shows up to interviews in t-shirt, jeans and a baseball hat. I try to tell him to dress more professional, review interview questions, etc. He never does, says I treat him like he's stupid and that he knows how to get a job. I adore him. He's a hard worker once he's working, but there's something about when he makes up his mind that he can't do something, he won't. Then it's my fault for not being a supportive wife. I also had COVID for three weeks and I'm still having breathing issues. So that has piled onto everything else. I finally snapped today when we were going on and on, when he was going on and on for a few hours about how I trapped him in marriage and now refuse to put out every day like I used to, how maybe he needs to start looking around. I've never said anything about him not having a job. I've been super positive about the right job will come along. Finally, I snapped and said, maybe I would be more in the mood if I wasn't dealing with everything alone. Now he's not speaking to me and said the truth has come out that I'm only with him for the money. I've always made same or more than him. I'm very close to getting a full-time job since with all that applying I'm doing anyway and just moved past the entire thing. I'm extremely over it and after three months, I'm at my breaking point. Any advice? Should I call his bluff and continue to push him to get a job or get a full-time job myself? Oof. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot. Oh. I feel for her. She sounds very um, desperate at this point. And alone and unsupported. Yeah. And I mean, I can relate to how that feels at a certain level of just feeling like you're kind of alone and you're drowning. And that's yeah, the, absolutely. the feeling that I sort of got from that. Yeah. And a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to provide like for your family too. And when it feels like it's all on you for the moment, it's a lot. It's very stressful. So there's a couple of things here that that I think have to be picked apart. And one is, you know, th this type of behavior that he's showing um, is this is this something new? I know she said that once he has it stuck in his head, um, like there's no like talking him out of it or something like that. Um, but I'm wondering if that's like across all, all the things, like all the subjects, all the topics, or is it just about this particular like topic that they're having conflict about right now? Um, so I would be curious, like, when did this sort of behavior start? Is this just how it's always been? Or has this been something that's been building up? Is it new? Um, I would want to identify like if there's any correlation there to any other life events that have happened to see like what's going on there. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind, you know, before we start getting into, um, you know, I want to further validate her position on this for sure, but I'm sort of wondering um, if there's a possibility that he might be depressed um, because of some of the things that he's um, saying and doing, you know, not dressing appropriately for an interview, um, 
sort of projecting a lot of the stuff onto her, having her do it. So there's like a lot of avoidance type behavior there. Um, so there's some avoidance and there's also some projection. And that sort of tells me maybe there's um, a correlation there, an attachment injury may be related to rejection. And so if I don't put a lot of effort into it, I don't have to worry about being rejected. Um, and if I just get in front of this and say, you're, you know, you only want me for money or, um, any sort of reason that's not like about me as a person, he's almost getting in front of it to like protect himself as like a defense mechanism instead mm -hmm. of just being vulnerable and sharing like I'm feeling, you know, really vulnerable right now. I don't have a job. Um, she said that he was recently like let go of his job. That's a huge blow to anybody's ego, right? Like now there's a lot of pressure on him as well. And so it sort of feels like he's shutting down and just like that fear of rejection is just, um, and that avoidance is just causing him to just like completely shut down and push away and project all of his own like insecurities and fears onto her as if like she did them to him. So there's a lot, I think, going on within him that he's not sharing or wanting to share that's causing this, you know, uh, cascade of behaviors because it does seem like it's getting a little bit more escalated, a little bit worse because um, now he's projecting some of that onto her. Um, you know, if you're not, you know, physically intimate with me, then I'm going to have to start, you know, quote unquote, looking around. Um, that's also based in, in rejection. Like you're rejecting me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to find somebody else that's not rejecting me. Even if she doesn't feel like that's what she's doing, what she said in the post that I'm not deliberately doing that. Um, but I, I, it does sound like there's, there's a deeper root there and, and some rejection for him and he's trying to get in front of it. So, um, I hope that she can maybe explore that a little bit with him from a very vulnerable place, which I know is very difficult when you're feeling some sort of way. I can tell that she's upset. She's feeling probably very angry and frustrated. Um, the end of her post there, it sounded like maybe she was starting to shut down a little bit too. If I should just, you know, get a full-time job, suck it up, move through it and just do what I got to do. Um, you know what I mean? So I wonder if this is something that's part of the relationship that some of those tougher, vulnerable conversations are more difficult. Um, so I'm really hoping that maybe she can, she can put that to the side for right now and explore with him what she can do to maybe get him to look inside and dig deep a little bit and see like where this is coming from and where his avoidance is coming from. Cause I certainly think there's a lot going on there with him. Um, the other thing that I hear is, you know, she's, she's feeling all this added responsibility on top of quote unquote wife duties. And so that feels like a very complex term there, uh, wife duties, wife roles. Um, not only is that steeped very deeply in gender, but is that the role and responsibility expected of you in, in the relationship? Like what are wife roles? Yes, we know what they are steeped in, in gender, but in your relationship, like what, what are your roles and responsibilities? And are those solely your role and responsibilities? You know what I mean? Like, or is that something that you guys have negotiated and compromised on over the years and recalibrated what your responsibilities are in the relationship? And you've just taken them on because we're avoiding a larger conflict. So we're just doing all of it. Or is this something that you guys have agreed upon? If this is what you guys agree upon, this is my role. This is what I'm going to take over. Now it's feeling like a lot, then maybe it's time to recalibrate. 
But it sounds like there might be some resentment already there about these are all of the things that I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. And now on top of that, I've got to sort of hold your hand to get you to file for or apply for jobs and um, go to interviews and things like that. So it already feels like there was a little bit of an imbalance there. And this just sort of like tipped it over. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I, I think that there's, there's a lot to this than just him not wanting to get a job and then him not um, being happy about the amount that they're physically intimate. It seems like there's a lot of other complex things that are going on underneath there. Um, so they also hear contempt from him, you know, like I'm going to, you know, be looking around or, um, you know, if I'm not getting what I want, I'm going to cheat. Like, it sounds like there's just some contempt there where he's trying to place himself above her. And that sort of wraps up into a fear of rejection as well and avoidance of his own feelings as well. So those are some of the things that I'm, that I'm thinking about as reading through that post. It makes so much sense. Um, and, you know, kind of back to a couple of things that you said, um, you know, I, in my relationship and probably in yours too, and probably in many relationships of our, of our listeners and followers, we do that, right? We have our certain tasks that we handle. Hey, I'm going to handle this. You handle that. But that I feel in, in any way in my relationship, it's based on like what's going on. What are the circumstances? So now that he no longer has a job to go to, you know, it may be time. And I don't know if she's done this. She sounds this poor girl sounds so tired, um, but it may be time, right, mm -hmm. to have that conversation again and just say, hey, you know, things are not very balanced right now. How can we bring more balance to our, our duties and the things that we've agreed to take care of? Is that a conversation that you would suggest having? Yeah, I think revisiting, you know, temporary roles and responsibilities in this particular season. Um, but, you know, there, I think there's also some room for, for some validation, empathy, even though I think that's the last thing on her list right now, understandably so, because mm -hmm. of how upsetting this whole thing has been and how, you know, really mean and contemptuous his words have been. But like, hey, I know that losing your job is tough. Like, not only is that tough, like on us, on our family, being able to provide, but like as an individual, that's so hard. And I can only imagine like the things that you're going through and the emotions that you're dealing with right now. And, um, you know, you might not feel like yourself right now, but I'm here to help. At the same time, we need to figure out how to navigate this together. This isn't just me. It's just not, isn't just you. We need to navigate this together. So if you're doing your part, you know, around the house to help me, you know, while I'm helping you with your resumes and, you know, helping you look for jobs, if that's what she feels comfortable pursuing, then like, I do need a little bit of help in these other areas because I feel like that's only fair. That's only balanced. So I do feel like that's a good time for that conversation, just with a little bit of, a little bit of validation and empathy and some room for her to talk about how this is affecting her as well. You know, not to take away from his experience, but like, like, I understand, like, I may not understand what this experience has been like, you know, losing your job as like the dad, as the provider, because um, again, that's very steeped in gender roles too, right? right. That like the man is like the financial provider. Like, I may not understand exactly how that feels, but like, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. I also need you to understand we're on the same team. And sometimes I'm feeling like I'm being attacked. Sometimes I feel like I am on the other side, I'm the opposite of you. Like we're not working together and that's hurtful. And some of the things that you're saying, I understand that you're feeling some sort of way about all of this, but like, I am not 
your target and I won't like let you talk to me like that, you know? So like, let's work together, but we need to continue to treat each other with respect, bare minimum. Totally agree. Um, another thing that I wanted to kind of pull out from your initial sort of assessment um, is, so let's talk a little bit more and go maybe a little deeper about the potential reasons why he is putting it on her to find him this job, to put all the work into it, to build his resume, do all of the communications, set everything up, and then he's coming to the table not prepared, not in his best. I mean, would you say that that's a good um, description of what's going on? Well, if she's finding the job, applying for the job, and he doesn't get the job, well, she also shares responsibility in that in, in his eyes, right? So like the blow of rejection isn't as severe as if he were to find the job, write the resume for the job, apply for the job, like all do all those things himself. And then he doesn't get the job. Like the sole rejection is on him. And so it feels like he's sort of trying to share some of that with her because it feels like it's just too much for him. So he's using it as an avoidance tactic to, um, to avoid or, put off some of the rejection that might come with applying for jobs. Cause we've all gotten rejected from jobs, right? right. Job hunting is stressful. Um, but it sounds like he's just so like deep in his feelings and his experience of feeling rejected and so many other things that he wants to like put that on her to share that with her, you know, and not in like the most complimentary of ways, but he's trying to get her to share some of that rejected feeling. So he can say like, see, like, that wasn't a good job to apply for. Like, I know how to get a job, but this just wasn't the right one. You know what I mean? So he's just trying to like avoid his own responsibility and share some of that with her so that he's not the only one being rejected, so to speak. So he can, so somebody is in that, in that box with him basically. Yeah. Yep. Another thing that I wanted to sort of dive a little deeper in, and I don't know exactly how to, um, how to pose this question, but a lot of times I've seen, whether it be posts or, you know, um, just conversations out and about or with my friend circle, um, it seems like men assign sex as like almost their worth or their value. Like, does that make... Am I making sense? Um, is it more, does it play into their self-worth if they have a active sex life? Totally. That's rejection. Okay. Yeah. If they're not, if they're not, you know, physically intimate and in to the degree in which they think is, you know, appropriate or that is good for them or appropriate for them, it's, it's rejection. You know, and like, it's like, it's the most vulnerable way of rejection, right? Like we've talked about before, like if you're not comfortable being vulnerable in the relationship, like with your emotions and communicating and stuff like that, being vulnerable in the bedroom is going to be like so much harder. So if that's the only way that he can be vulnerable, if he's rejected in that way of being vulnerable, that's just like the, the ultimate slight for some men that that's like, not only where they feel like I wouldn't necessarily say their worth, but it says a lot about them as a man, um, to be desirable, to be wanted in that way. And I feel so like it, and it's, I'm sure it's not all men, right? It just 
seems like I've had a lot of these conversations and I've seen a lot of these posts and I feel like it's, it's, it's opposite for women. Like I don't, you know, I feel like we don't as a whole, you know, I'm sure there's women who might feel differently. Don't really hold it on a pedestal quite as high as men do. Um, you also have to consider, again, the gender differences of what physical affection means to a lot of men. A lot of men are not, you know, raised and encouraged to be emotionally intimate, right? To be vulnerable and talk about how they feel and to get dive deep into like some of those, you know, emotional experiences of their partner. Like it's not largely something that men are taught. However, with women, we are definitely, we typically are more emotionally um, aware and more comfortable in some cases being more vulnerable in that way. So there's emotional affection and there's physical affection. So if men aren't necessarily taught all of the emotional affection aspects of it, they're going to go straight for the physical affection. And that's how they receive love. Not all men, of course, but a lot of men receive love in that way. And then when women are receiving love through feeling, you know, emotionally connected, that's where the disconnect happens, right? So then I can't experience the physical intimacy without the emotional intimacy. And some men translate that as, oh, so you have to get what you want first in order for me to get what I want. And honestly, it's like, well, kind of, yeah, <laughs> because, and yeah. it's not, it's not a like dangling of the carrot. Like if you don't do this thing, like we're not going to have sex. Like it's not that it's that right. I cannot feel connected to you and vulnerable with you in that way. If I don't feel it like outside the bedroom. Right. So it's not punitive. And I think, I feel like a lot of men view it that way that it's punitive, but it's not meant to be punitive. It's just, I like, I can't get there. Like I can't be vulnerable in that space with you. If I don't feel like I can be like outside the bedroom. And I get that so much. And I feel like a lot of women out there are going to connect on that a hundred percent. And I, I feel that in her post, she's talking about being overwhelmed. She's stressed out. She's financially stressed out. She's taking care of the kids, the animals, the cooking, the cleaning, now finding him a job. And now she has to be expected to perform these duties that honestly, I can totally relate with her. I could see why she's not in the mood. Come on. She's probably yeah. first off physically exhausted. Yeah. And, and now Absolutely. she's, she's being emotionally and mentally beat up. Yes. A hundred percent. There's, there's no validation or empathy happening from him. Um, he's not even in a place. It doesn't sound like to say like, Hey, I understand this has been really hard on you. You're, you know, you've done such a great job helping me with my resumes and applying for jobs. And, you know, as always, you're holding it down and, you know, taking care of the kids and the meals, like all those things, like none of that is happening. It's just like, oh yeah, also this is like another thing that you're not doing good enough. So not only are you not able to provide for everyone right now while I'm not getting a job, you're also not providing for me in a very sexual way. So this is just, you're, you're just, you're sucking across the board right now. So it doesn't feel like there's any support or validation there. And again, that leads me back to my original question, which is like, is this a thing? Like, is this a dynamic in the relationship that this poster has recognized? Like if she goes back in hindsight and reflects on some of the dynamics in the relationship, like, is this a thing where they have experienced hardship? And, uh, you know, she said that we've come out stronger through some of those hardships, but like, who is carrying the emotional weight of those hardships, 
You know, is it her that's carrying the emotional weight? They get to the other side and now the stress has died down. So now he goes back to quote unquote normal and everything's fine and he's calm and he's great. And so then she's calm and great. And then they're having sex more. It's like, is that the cycle? Mm -hmm. And that's why things come out quote unquote stronger on the other side. It sounds like she carries, at least in this situation, from what I can tell, she's carrying the emotional weight for the both of them until he catches back up to speed and he's no longer dysregulated and then everything goes back to normal. That's a cycle. That's a cycle. Mm -hmm. It sounds like funds are tight and, you know, I don't know her situation in terms of insurance and things like that. Um, It sounds to me like couples counseling would be an an awesome thing to, uh, you know, to jump, jump down that rabbit hole uh, right now or ASAP. But Mm -hmm. if, that is if she's unable to do that because funds are tight and you know it's just it's just not available the resource isn't available at the moment what are your suggestions for this poor girl well i do feel like yes couples counseling would be really helpful in the meantime if she can have a really honest vulnerable conversation with him about how she's feeling um and see if she can get a non-defensive response from him, i.e. using those I statements. Like, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. I feel like I'm trying really hard to help you with this. I try really hard to make sure all the things around the house are taken care of, the kids are taken care of. Like, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm feeling like I'm just not good enough in these areas for you. And that's not a great place for me to be. And so I want to share with you what my experience is. And I want to know how you feel about that. And I wonder if that would allow him some space to not feel defensive, to maybe communicate with her in a more vulnerable way. And maybe that would be her in to that. You know what I mean? Um, Because sure, a knee jerk reaction might just be like, well, you know, just, you know, screw him and just go get a full-time job so you can take care of your, of your kids and all that. But that, that, that might, that might, solve the problem right now. Um, but long-term that's not sustainable. Um, and it's not going to, it's not going to address the underlying systemic, you know, cycle that's, that's going on underneath there. Um, I hope that he will be responsive and open to that. Um, and that maybe in turn, he can share a little bit about his experience and then they can move forward. But right now there's just a bunch of blocking happening where he's blaming her for this and that and projecting his own rejection onto her. And it doesn't sound like he's in a space to do that, but maybe if she, maybe if she can open that door for him and almost model, like, this is what it feels like for me. Like, can you, can you empathize with that? Can you relate to that? So that we could just have a non-blamey just conversation about what this experience is like for us right now and see if that opens some lines of communication. Yeah, because it seems like, and again, we don't know the history, we don't know if this is a thing, but it seems like they have worked as a team at some point during this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But this is, I, I mean, the, the the him losing a job, right, is just like I said, it's rejection and it's a blow to the ego, right? So while they've had some, you know, uh, financial hardship and losses and things in the past, they've done them together, So this is sort of a, while him losing a job financially impacts both of them, impacts the whole family, 
this was something that just sort of impacted him directly. Mm-hmm. And then the aftermath obviously affects everybody else. But, you know, if they're having business hardship, if they have a business together, like that's both of them, right? If they're having financial hardship. That's both of them, you know, but this is like, I don't know if this is the first time, but in this particular situation, like this is affecting him directly. And so like the onus is on him to get himself another job or find some other means of income. So while they worked together as a team in the past, this feels like an imbalance in that teamwork. And I would also be curious, like what does working as a team mean? Does working as a team mean she carries a lot of the weight and she's just okay with it and he loves that dynamic? Or does it feel balanced? Or does she feel um, anxiety about rocking the boat and perhaps saying like, yeah, we do work really well as a team because I do all the things. And he likes that I do all the things. So we're cool with that because then there's no conflict. You know what I mean? So I would also be really curious, like what exactly does teamwork mean to you? And what has it meant to the relationship in the past? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, my heart goes out to this this mama and, and, and this couple, this family, you know, as a whole, because when there's tension in the home, we know that it affects everybody in the home. And, you know, I don't know how old her kiddos are, but I, I definitely feel for everybody involved. So hopefully this helped you out anonymous mama. And, um, hopefully for our followers, it was an eye opener too. Thank you so much, Diana, as always for being here with us month after month. You are absolutely amazing. And I always appreciate your advice and your insight. If you guys would like to check out any of our past episodes, we've been here almost two years now. It's so crazy. Like I get the chills saying that Diana, (laughs) it's crazy. It's so cool. I know it's awesome. So hop on over to our YouTube channel. It is at mom nation USA. That is the handle scroll down just a little bit. You will see what we lovingly call OLS, our love story Q and a with a couple's counselor. Check it out. You will see lots of past episodes that are just as amazing as this one. So definitely take a peek at that. And, or if you prefer to listen to the podcast version, maybe run a lot, hike a lot, bike a lot on your favorite podcast platform, do a quick search for mom nation talk radio and like subscribe, download, do all the things. And you will be notified when we have a new episode that we push through that channel. So thank you so much, everybody. And Diana. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Bye. Bye.